I think transparency is critical. We're not in the business of collecting your data and manipulating your data or selling your data. We're in the business of getting your data so that we can actually help you uh, drive better traction. Welcome to Virtually Live by Kaltura. Every week, we'll get into the latest and greatest in marketing and specifically event marketing, audience engagement, and brand experience. To guide us through that, we've invited event professionals and marketing leaders from various industries. In this week's episode, Kaltura's VP Business Development, Ofer Luft, speaks with Cisco's SVP Customer Experience, Alvio Barrios, about customer experience and how it starts and ends with customers' ever-changing and evolving wants and needs. Let's go! Hi, I'm Ofer Luft, VP Business Development here at Kaltura, and I'm coming to you virtually live from Tel Aviv. COVID, long hybrid, uh, economic downturn, uh, whatever happens, one thing always holds true. Customers require and deserve a great experience. And you and your business have to hold on to that great experience no matter what and how much you have to do it. Luckily, Alvio Barrios, SVP Customer Experience at Cisco, has seen it all and has a ton of experience to help guide us through it. Alvio, where are you coming to us virtually live from? I'm actually at home in Miami, Florida, uh, 84 degrees, sunny and no humidity. So this is what uh, working remote and, and virtual capabilities enable you to do so that I can enjoy you from Miami. And glad to be here with you today. Great. I'm glad to have you here with us. So just to give folks uh, watching some background, uh, Cisco and Cultura have been accelerating our partnership in 2021. And incidentally, there are three topics that are top of mind, both in our partnership and our top of mind, both for our virtual events customers and for customer experience executives. Elvio, let's start with your perspective on customer experience and what's top of mind for you, uh, and we'll take it from there. Absolutely. One of the topics that we usually talk about at, at Cisco, it's about hybrid. Uh, and a lot of our solutions, whether it's hybrid cloud or hybrid work, uh, and even what we do today with you know, events, they tend to be hybrid. There's always a, a common element between digital and human. And, and that is what we call basically hybrid solutions. Mm-hmm. And whether it's at work, whether it's in your home office, or whether it's in your personal life now, it seems like after the pandemic, everything is sort of hybrid. Uh, for instance, hybrid work, there is a lot that needs to go into the technology and into the solution to make sure that the experience is a real one. Because mm-hmm. it's very different when you're in a conference room or you're in a meeting and you have folks that are actually joining remote. And for them to have that same experience that when you are in the room, it's quite challenging. So there's a lot of technology that goes into it. There is audio technology, making sure that when you speak, your voice actually you know, is capturing in a meeting room when there's, there are many people attending. Uh, camera angles and how do you focus people or don't focus them and 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 then all the other capabilities that we add to that those solutions like for instance uh, closed caption mm-hmm. or even uh, a meeting assistant that can capture notes and highlights for you so even when the audio is not perfect you can actually look at the closed caption and follow the conversation so there's a lot that goes into the technology but there's a lot that also goes into the customer experience and how do we make sure that that customer is actually getting all the value, all the richness of that solution? 
And, and we spent a lot of time at Cisco on working on customer experience. And we realized that it, it's not just, you know, it's not support, it's not services, but it's everything we do from the design to implementation, to rolling out a product or a solution. And number three is how do we leverage a lot of the, the benefits of a digital platform, but also enhance it with the human expertise. So for instance, when we talk about customer experience, we've made a lot of effort to move from reactive support to proactive support. It gives us incredible insights that we can leverage you know, AI and ML to actually become a lot more proactive and enable the customers to interact with us any which way they want and consume the information any which way they want, but in a way that they can maximize the benefit of what they actually paid for when they bought that solution. Whether it's a digital journey, whether it's a, you know, what we call an ask the expert session, or whether we actually do accelerators, which is we actually get our engineers to help a customer move along that journey and, and nice. capture the value of that solution. So we're always using digital as the front end, but always supported by a human expert behind it. And, and the proactivity can come in two ways. It can come in through a digital engagement or outreach, a chat, an email, you know, a, a WebEx meetings note, whatever it is. Or it can come from a call from an expert saying, hey, you know, offer, I see that you're having issues onboarding this solution. And here is what we have experienced with other customers and how do we help you just get you onboarded. And, and by the way, here are all the assets that you can leverage by yourself. And if you need help, just ping us and we'll be right back with you. And coming out of COVID, uh, I think people want again to feel connectivity, not at the same level as before, because if you look at the rate of return to the office, it's a lot less than many have predicted, yeah. but they do want to have that option. I think that's a critical word is option when they want to join in person and connect with their colleagues and when they can leverage digital because, is, again, they do it out of the comfort of their home and they don't have to spend an hour in transit or flying, you know, thousands of miles to get to a meeting. So all up, I think, is a, it's a good thing. And, and, and we're totally focused on driving not only the user experience but also the customer experience by leveraging digital and human expertise. Interesting. You touched on so many great points. I'm trying to kind of pick a few kind of to continue the conversation. We just had this uh, hybrid event for one of our customers. And what was amazing to see was attendees coming to our technical team and saying, I never knew there was so much effort and people involved in delivering all of this content and experience to the virtual attendees. Like they were physically present and they saw our production team and the management, the project management team. And even this event that we are in right now, uh, it's a beautiful digital experience. It's all slick. We're bringing kind of the best of the best to speak with us. But there are tons of people behind the scenes making sure that everything clicks and everything works. And I think you and I spoke about before about this kind of post-pandemic is an opportunity um, since customers are trying to do kind of more with less to reach out to customer experience teams, to services teams, on our side, on Cisco and Kaltura, and it's really an opportunity for them to over-deliver and, and shine. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, I think, like you said, people think virtual and they think it's easier and it's actually a lot more complex because you want to make sure that 
the experience is the same, although you're doing a lot of it virtually. And especially when you do hybrid, where you have a combination of live sessions and then recorded sessions. And, and the user can choose on which they want to participate. And so there's a lot of complexity, a lot of coordination in the back office to make that experience a seamless one. And that takes a lot of work. Uh, it's in the background, nobody sees it, but digital allows you to achieve those scales and allows you to, to leverage technology to the max to have those experiences and give the user choice, which is very important. Uh, now to get there, it takes, it takes an army of people and technology to help us get there. And I think our job, you know, at Cisco is to, I wouldn't say hide the complexity, but the complexity is not seen by our customers and it's not seen by our employees. That needs to happen in the back room. The experience needs to be a simple one. And all of our events have a combination of the two, where we have live audiences and we also have virtual audiences. But it allows us to do it globally. And, you know, and, and, and pre-record sessions so you can actually consume it as you need to. If you translate that to what we do with customers and customer experience, it's exactly the same thing. We share with them, you know, the digital journeys, but we also share with them best practices. We record and make available uh, Ask the Expert sessions so that they can go back into the library and, and actually you know, use search engines to figure out what type of data they need when they need it. It's really making our lives a lot easier, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of technology, and a lot of people behind the scenes to, to actually make it work. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is happening now during and post COVID, because at the end, and you talk a lot about you know, life cycle, that's a key, key word, you know, and how to you know, the life cycle of the customer. And eventually there's like success along the way and we want to accelerate them getting there. Uh, but learning is a big, big part of that. We hear from our customers also in our conversation with Cisco that this part of the life cycle, that enablement and onboarding are becoming even more critical post, uh, post COVID in this new long hybrid world. Uh, why do you think that is? It always takes a crisis or a challenging situation for us to rethink things differently. You mentioned life cycle. Everything we do at Cisco, we're thinking life cycle, especially for our customers. Mm -hmm. From the moment we engage in an opportunity, we're thinking life cycle. This is not a one-time sale. This is, you know, how do we drive your outcomes through the entire process? And what we've done in that life cycle, and internally we, we call it the racetrack because it's basically a bunch of pit stops and it looks like an infinity you know, racetrack. And at every stage, we have specific metrics on how do you get in and how do you exit and that specific stage. And the reason why we do that is because we want to make sure, to your point, that from the start, we get it right. So onboarding means that I actually have this entry criteria and this exit criteria. And then I'll move that customer into a journey that moves them into implementation with assistance. And then if the customer gets stuck, then I know exactly what is the criteria for entry and exit of that stage. So it's pretty well defined and all the digital assets that we have available for those customers. But it all starts with, you know, how many times have you, you know, for instance, uh, or a customer, or you have bought something, yeah. a, a solution, a software, a service, and you never activated it because it was given to you for free. Uh, maybe you got a device for home. I'm not going to mention names, but you got a device for home that you never put it to work. You never activated it. 
that's a wasted opportunity. So if that came with, again, a digital experience of onboarding and implementing it, then that customer would have seen the value of having such a home assistant, you know, at home. And, and then that would have continued to add tremendous value for both. And that's what we try to do when we think of life cycle and customer experience. It has to be intuitive enough that is proactive and is continuously helping that customer through that journey. Because at the end of the day, happy customer comes back. But number two is what we're selling most of the time is software, which is recurring revenues. So if you don't use it, you're never going to renew it. You're never going to continue to consume that. So I think it is to both of our benefit that the customer drives the outcome or the ROI that they thought that they were going to get out of it. And for Cisco is that that customer is happy enough with their experience or we exceeded their expectations so they can continue to buy or consume that solution. So it's a win-win for both. I know you're a big kind of advocate of data and telemetry and analytics, and you even mentioned that, like you saw it, in, even in your hybrid events, you see more virtual attendees coming in. That's all being surfaced through data. Surfacing all of this wealth of insights and telemetry and data to our customers in a proactive way, how do you feel this is going to accelerate or change uh, in the near future even more? I think data protection and privacy is always top of mind. And, and for instance, we know we're a global company, so we got to think of all the rules and regulations in different parts of the country or the world and how we keep the data in there. And, and we always try to give comf- uh, customers a comfort level on what do we do with the data with transparency. This is what we do with the data. This is where we keep the data. And this is how we make sure that it's not breached and that you know the data is secure. For us, it's extremely valuable, but it's valuable because of the value that we can then turn back to the customer. But you have to finish it. It's not just getting telemetry and capturing all the data. It's what do you do with that data? Exactly. And how proactive you can get with it and, and how preemptive you can get with it. You can only do that if you have visibility to what's going on at the application level. So I think transparency is critical. Is This is what we need from you. This is what we do with it. Here's how we protect it. But here's the value that in turn I, I give back to you. And, and those are conversations that need to be had. We're not in the business of collecting your data and manipulating your data or selling your data. We're in the business of getting your data so that we can actually help you uh, drive better traction. We have also included um, either you know, material for enablement, for learning, or even for certifications uh, that actually is in line with where you are in that journey. So you mentioned onboarding and implementation. So you're in the process of implementation. You automatically get served content and enablement that says, these are the training that you should have or the certifications you should have, or these are the documents that you could refer to for best practices for you to go into implementation stage. And, you know, if, or if we're seeing, for instance, are you having a lot of issues in a specific life cycle stage? because we see they open you know, services tickets and stuff like that. Proactively, we can also say, hey, we're seeing a lot of you know, assistance required in this space. Here's content that can help you do that. So the enablement even becomes easier because we're using that telemetry to really understand where you're using, where you're not using, and then drive enablement so that you can do it on your own as well. 
Nice. So, but telemetry is at, I would say, is at the core of this whole experience of digital plus human expertise. And it's what allows us to become proactive and preemptive versus reactive. And the third thing I would say is transparency. We have to be extremely transparent on what we do with that data and how in turn it turns into a valuable asset for you. And in many cases, we are in this period sometimes of more with less. And some folks would say, you know, this is harder. I need to address more audiences. Like in our world, for example, um, we want to be able to offer captions in multiple languages. We want to offer mm -hmm. audio channels for various reasons. We even want to let different customers and different talents from different regions have their voice be heard and have them be seen. Someone could say this as a level of complexity. Uh, and I think this is where the technologies of both our companies help reduce that complexity and help us both strive and, and drive towards more diversity and more inclusion in the workplace. Would you agree? And can you share like one anecdote or an example of how you are uh, focusing on this as, a, as an executive at Cisco? I think technology is the enablement. Um, but it also has to be built into the company's culture. And that is one of the strengths I think that we have at Cisco. I think we, by default, we want our we want our people to be active in the community. We want we want people to enhance their network. And believe it or not, a lot of you know diversity and inclusion is in expanding your network. Right. So we have sessions what we call like proximity sessions, in which we force people that have never met before to have conversations. So. That does wonders because it just allows you to expand your network, which means you have more visibility. And, and by doing that, you also become more inclusive and give a lot of people opportunities. When we talk about technology, um, our HQ, our headquarters is in the US. And even though we have a diverse leadership team, you know, a lot of, a lot of our executives are in the US based because that's where most of the business happens. So for instance, Putting closed caption in WebEx meeting was critical because some of us have different accents. We speak faster, we speak slower, and it doesn't matter that what the accent is, the technology will help you with closed caption. So you can actually follow a lot better uh, if the person is not in a quiet room or if the person has a specific accent. I mean, I have a little bit of an accent. Uh, hopefully I don't need closed caption, but... <laughs> you, you could. And it facilitates that everyone is getting the same information at the same time. But I think as a company uh, and culturally, we live by it. We want to give people opportunities, whether they're either minorities or whether they are, you know, different gender or whether veterans actually have served our countries. How do we give everyone a fair shot at it? And we have programs that actually enable that and train those individuals and certify them on Cisco's technology so that they can come join us and, and add value to the company. That was not there before because you stay limited by the network that you have. And what really so enhances, I think, humanity and experiences is expanding that network. I mean, look at the internet, look at human evolution. You can look at it any which way you want. Is The network is as powerful as many connections points that it has. And we force those connections at Cisco to make sure that we have a diverse workforce, you know, diverse experiences, which actually is proven to drive high performance teams. So it's a no brainer. I mean, technology is an enabler, but at the end of the day, it comes down to people. And, uh, 
And usually the, the, the things that matter require work. It doesn't happen automatically. So, and that's why having, I think, uh, a culture behind you that supports you that way is really good because it gives you that platform. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for spending time with us and uh, we'll see you soon. Absolutely. I mean, I've enjoyed the conversation as well, Offer, and, and please have me back. I'd love to talk to you guys again. Love what we're doing together, by the way. And uh, just thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Alvio Barrios and Ofer Luft for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in all season. Check out episodes from season one and keep an eye out for season three.